Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Chinese Fire Monkey Year of the Day to you. You are listening to Deanna on Design on Blog Talk Radio with me, your host, Deanna Radai, Eco Shui Design Consultant, author, and speaker extraordinaire. I hope you are having a fabulous day, that you are cured of your Super Bowl hangover. Um, I must say it was quite, quite a good game. And obviously, favorite commercial was the Heinz commercial with the little dachshunds. So, got to get that in. Um, Today's episode, we are going to talk about Valentine's Day feng shui. This and money are probably the two biggest things that I get asked about when I have a client who is interested in a feng shui consultation or whenever we do a bedroom design. Because remember, each room corresponds with a different life area of the Bagua board. And for um, new listeners, uh, you want to check out the feng shui fabulous. Uh, radio shows um, on iTunes or here on Blog Talk Radio and go to our actually first couple of episodes where we go into depth on the, the Bible board and the different life areas. But just a quick recap, the relationship life area, which corresponds to the bedroom, is when you are standing in your doorway looking into a space, the far right corner, or of your plot of land or your front door your relationship area is the far right corner. This area is activated with the earth element and by the by earth tones. And there are three different colors that correspond with this area depending where you are in terms of relationship. Now, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the romantic relationships, but other relationships include social, okay, and the relationship you have with yourself or business relationship. So there's there's a couple of areas. Obviously, in your office, you're not working on your romantic uh, relationships. You'd be working on your business relationships and partnerships. So at the home, we are really going to be focusing, A, on the life area and on the bedroom because, again, each room of your house corresponds with a different life area. Um, I said that there was three colors that correspond with this area. The first one is if you are single but looking for a relationship. So you kind of could be dating or you could not be dating anybody and just single. Then you want to use the color pink, okay? If you are single and just kind of want to play the field, you want more passion, shall we say, and not looking for anything committed, that's when you want to use your orange, okay? And if you are in a fully committed relationship, and this would be engaged um, or married, then you want to use the color red. So in feng shui terms, these are the colors that you're going to use. Now, I said the earth element corresponds with this life area. That doesn't mean you need to place dirt, (laughs) you know, all over the place um, or give jewelry because, remember, our semi-precious stones come from the earth. That's why diamonds are fabulous. Um, You can use the shape of a rectangle. No, I'm sorry, um, of a square. I had wood in my head for some reason. Um, The shape of a square. 
or um, earth elements. So thinking in terms of stone, a stone base to place your flowers in, okay, um, square-shaped picture frames of you and your significant other. So a red square frame that would have your wedding picture in it would be fabulous in terms of feng shui. Whenever you are like setting up, staging, putting together your little vignettes, your tablescapes, or wanting to display things like on a nightstand, things like that, remember that you always want to put things in pairs. Now, again, this is if you're in a committed relationship or single in looking, okay? Because again, being in a committed relationship or looking for a romantic relationship is about being in a pair or part of a couple, and that's two. And particularly, you want to place things that are of equal height, equal weight. In feng shui terms, if, say, you're putting candlesticks together and you have a taller one and a shorter one, one person in the relationship is going to be more dominant, oppressive, domineering. Now, is this the case? I can't say 100% for sure. However, when I have done my little mini very unscientific uh, studies of the rooms that I have worked on or have pulled people in the workshops that I do, this actually has, you know, played out to be. So the reason why you want to have matching nightstands in the bedroom, never just have one nightstand. Never have your bed up against a wall so that you can only get in on one side of the bed, okay? You want to have equal space on either side of the bed or for, you know, people to get in and out of easily on both sides. And then again, where it's balanced, where you have a nightstand on either side of the bed and again, the same size. Uh, one of the cases that I worked on was they had mismatched furniture. They were very into, you know, kind of going antiquing and doing rummage sales, which is great. That's fabulous. A great way to upcycle furniture, really make your space, you know, your own. But they had done this with the nightstands. And one was a very small little Victorian, you know, kind of accent table. And then the other one was a very large, heavier um piece of furniture and it was obvious they were mismatched you know one visually just took up you know more space and I had not really gone into the dynamics of their relationship because I honestly hadn't even been called into work on the bedroom we were just kind of passing through and I'm like oh you know what they say about you know nightstands and I also have to stop that. <laughs> And as we got more um, into talking about it, you know, just the look on her face told me kind of everything that I, you know, needed to know about um, their relationship. So just making sure that those match, not that it has to be matchy-matchy what's placed on top of it, but, you know, each having the light and being, again, the same size, that is strongly um, suggested. And again, to have an equal partnership, you are looking for a relationship. Uh, think of dressing either in the pink or the red or various, you know, color combinations of the two of them together. Um, elements that are supportive of the earth element, you want to add fire. If you really want to activate and have a night of passion 
or, you know, kind of gets things moving forward in a relationship that might be, you know, kind of stuck or in a rut. Or if you're single and, you know, this is one of your goals, you know, for this year is to, you know, get out there more, put yourself out there more, start dating again, get things going. You want to add the fire element. So, again, those are our reds of triangular shapes, okay? And then also when you're decorating, this is when you are adding your candles, fireplace, maybe a romantic uh, dinner outside, you know, with fire pit, you know, something like that. And again, think of what's romantic to you, you know, because what's romantic to me might not be romantic to, you know, my neighbor, whatever, and I would hope not, but, (laughs) but think of that, okay, and that's how you want to tailor this evening or night or, and it doesn't just have to be Valentine's Day, it can be any kind of date night or when you go out, you need to tailor it to yourself and you and your partner and these are all tips that we're talking about today that you should be implementing into your bedroom design anyway because again this space is all about your relationship with your significant other so there should be no pictures of in-laws friends um, things like that it's pictures of romance and the two of you together uh, one client that I worked with, when you walked into her bedroom, and I'm sure I've told this um, story in in other episodes, but we I had walked in, and all of her artwork was of a single woman in silhouette looking down. You know, it was very solitary. It was almost, it, it was kind of sad when you looked at it, and I said, you know, you, you've stated this is something that we want to work on. We really need to take this artwork out of your bedroom. And the bedroom was beautiful. You know, the bed was in the right place. It was very clean. Closet needed a lot of help. But um, but otherwise, you know, it was good. And she really fought me on this because she loved this artwork so much. And so we just moved the artwork into another room of the house. But again, and, you know, we've been talking about this now for all the years I've been doing these shows. Everything in your home has meaning. And it just might not be in the right spot. So while this artwork was beautiful and there was a real resonance uh, with my client to the artwork, it just didn't really fit with what the intention of the bedroom was, which is rest and romance, okay? Also, it is not applicable as pictures of your mother-in-law, your parents, or your kids pictures or artwork or clothes or toys or whatever taking up space in this room. Now, I can't tell you again how many times I walk into clients' or friends' homes and you go into the bedroom and the kids' stuff has all overspilled into the master bedroom. And when you look at their lives and their relationships with their spouse, kind of is that the kids have taken over. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's not the way that it should be. However, you still need to make time for your spouse and your relationship, okay? And so your master bedroom needs to be a sanctuary where it's the two of you and you focus on each other. And so the space needs to show that and needs to dictate that, yes, this still is a priority and that is going to be your space. The kids in the chaos, you know, can uh, take over and 
in other spaces of the house if need be. Now, the same tips apply um, into the kitchen if you're having a romantic dinner. Now, the kitchen itself actually corresponds with the family finances. Again, that's a, a topic for another day, but it's also a fire element room. So starting out in the kitchen or in the dining room and then ending in the bedroom is totally fine as well. You have my permission <laughs> to do that for some good uh, feng shui for your Valentine's Day. Um, also adding metal, the metal elements um, to your design here will also help and support in the earth element. Now things that you definitely want to stay away from is anything related to water. Okay, remember water mixed with earth makes mud. Okay, or it douses out fire. Okay, now that's not to say that you can't have a romantic, you know, stroll along the beach or, you know, something like that. I'm talking about, you know, how you are incorporating this maybe into your outfit. Okay, thinking of the color that you want to wear, triangular, you know, a triangular shaped pendant made out of metal with a ruby in the middle. You know, that's incorporating the fire, the metal, and the earth. Okay, I know some of this might be a little um, too in the weeds. Um, so just keep in mind the colors that you want to use, the elements, and you want things in pairs. I always like uh, whenever I see the jewelry commercials, especially for wedding and engagement rings and things, and I like checking out, you know, the feng shui of the ring. <laughs> you know, if it's good um, or bad or not, or on celebrity weddings on the colors that they've chosen and things. Um, I just find that um, I find it very fascinating. Anyway, so when we are looking at our bed, okay, we want the highest quality sheets and bedding. We want things that are luxurious to the touch. This is also good feng shui and just, you know, one of my personal top 10 tips, you know, is engaging all of your senses. So think of things that are very tactile, things that smell good, pleasing to the, um, um, to the sight, okay, and pleasant sounds. All of these are great feng shui tips to help ensure a fantastic Valentine's Day night and easy to incorporate into your design. And good luck. Have fun. Happy Chinese New Year. Fire Monkey. We'll talk about it later episode. This is Deanna on Design, Blog Talk Radio, and this is Deanna Radai. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Bye.